Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Just Think, the podcast, and a special Fast 15 edition, where in 15 minutes or less, we're going to tackle a current topic. And today's topic, well, on Monday night, you might, you I mean, who didn't see this? The Buffalo Bills were playing in a huge playoff game against the Cincinnati Bengals when Bill safety DeMar Hamlin made a tackle to end the play, got up, seemed to adjust like his chin strap, and collapsed on the field. Play stopped immediately, and those first responders ran onto the field, but you could see by the faces of the players, something was deadly wrong. In fact, we now know Hamlin was in cardiac arrest. It took emergency personnel about nine minutes to get his heart beating again before they took him off the field to the hospital. Like I said, millions upon millions were watching. I think it was one of the most uh, watched Monday night football since 2006, which means so many people are watching and are curious what just happened. We've heard about players falling on the field in football, uh, European football, soccer, as we call it in America. What is going on? And the first person that we wanted to ask was our favorite cardiologist. And of course, everyone else wanted to ask him too. You've seen him making his rounds on the circuits. We wanted to ask Dr. Peter McCullough, what is going on? So thank you, Dr. McCullough. Will you give us your take? What happened? Thank you so much for having me back on the program. You know, I'm a practicing cardiologist, so I I will receive patients like this and have over the course of my career as they come in from out of hospital cardiac arrest. As you correctly indicated, uh, he did have a primary cardiac arrest. He's on his third day in the ICU. Uh, He had appropriate CPR and defibrillation. Uh, They did great work on the field. His resuscitation time is within a window where he'll, he should recover, he should come off the ventilator. And uh, the issue will be, you know, to the extent he has neurologic recovery. And we're, uh, you know, we're thrilled to see that there's been some reports yesterday that he's improving, that's expected. Uh, I imagine he's gone undergone therapeutic cooling in the ICU, which is uh, standard, as well as a medically induced coma. Mm. And then he'll uh, will be brought out of the coma to recover. So he's had a primary cardiac arrest. And I can tell you at this point in time, the doctors have done a lot of tests. They've done cardiac ultrasound, multiple EKGs, multiple blood tests for electrolyte abnormalities, uh, you know, physical exam. And we've not heard a word, not a word. So it, it's safe to assume at this point in time, it's not hypertrophic cardiomyopathy or congenital heart disease or valvular disease. Normally the athletes are screened for this ahead of time. Uh, that it wasn't a primary electrolyte problem, like a very low potassium or magnesium level. I would imagine all of those things are ruled out. So at this point in time, the great concern is that, you know, he is an NFL player and the NFL 
had a COVID-19 vaccine mandate. Uh, the Associated Press reported in March of 2022 that 95% of players had taken the vaccine. Uh, that's what the NFL claims. The, the players who didn't take the vaccine, it became obvious, like Cole Beasley, he plays on the bills, he refused to take it. So a reasonable assumption is that the patient took the vaccine. There's been a lot of pressure on the family, the doctors, uh, the NFL to just, you know, disclose the vaccine status since they, you know, are asking the players to disclose their status anyway, uh, to right. be on the team and uh, NFL Player Association to just come out and say whether he's not, he's taking the vaccine. And so what we know now from autopsy studies, multiple studies, that the COVID-19 vaccines can cause myocarditis and heart damage. The heart damage can be small and it can be the source of an, a primary arrhythmia that causes sudden cardiac death. Okay. Um, I know that when, when this first happened, you know, we were, everybody's searching for answers and, you know, we've heard all the doctors like yourself talking about the differential diagnosis and, you know, a lot of people we were seeing jumping to that. I can't say it right. Can you tell us why, you know, if that was the first thought, why you ruled that out? Well, it was a tackle and multiple experts just looked at the tackle themselves, sports experts. I was on Tucker Carlson with Michelle Tafoya, who I know Michelle was on the sidelines in the NFL for years. She said it was just an average tackle. Uh, multiple experts said that. Uh, and then we analyzed com commotio cordis, which has been reported with a lacrosse balls and baseballs hitting the sternum, uh, particularly in younger people causing a cardiac arrest, about 20 to 30 cases per year. It's never happened in pro football because the shoulder pads and the breastplate protects that area. The players take helmets in the chest all the time. So we quickly ruled out commodio cortis. Okay. And, that, and that's incredibly rare. So the right. fact that they're jumping to that. And one thing we want you to touch on with um, like, why are people dying? Why are athletes suddenly dying? Like what is going on? You know, what is setting up the stage for it? I, I guess is the best way to put it. <laughs> The leading thought is that it's subclinical myocarditis. The FDA says the vaccines cause myocarditis. Peer-reviewed literature says both the messenger RNA and the adenoviral DNA cause myocarditis. So this is proven. Uh, the autopsy studies show that it causes myocarditis. And so when this small scar forms in the heart, about half the time, the players don't feel it. So they take the vaccine, they have a small scar in the heart, and under the right conditions, typically a surge of adrenaline, other factors, the heart can actually go into a re-entry in a rhythm called ventricular tachycardia, and that degenerates to ventricular fibrillation and takes it down. So his, uh, Damar Hamlin's cardiac arrest looked like the typical arrest we've seen in the European soccer players. And now today, uh, the Epoch Times has counted up the number of athletes in the United States who have had a cardiac death, unexplained death, and it's 270 in the European leagues since uh, the vaccines the number is 1598 and they, they have way more players in Europe. Uh, 1101 of them are fatal. And I've recently published that with Dr. Panagis Polycretis in the peer reviewed literature. Before COVID vaccines in Europe, for instance, the data are solid. The number of cardiac arrests per year were 29. Oh, that's crazy. Mm. That's a crazy increase. So 29 to what was that number you just said? Five, 15, 1598. 
1598, significant increase. And the problem too, Dr. McCullough, would be that most are asymptomatic until the event happens, because as you said, it's a scarring event. So they may have no symptoms or very little symptoms, nothing alarming. And then suddenly this happens. So now we have people, we are hearing that NFL players are now are admitting privately. They're concerned they could drop dead on the field too. So we have parents listening whose children were vaccinated and they play football, basketball, all the things. What can we do proactively now? If we've been vaccinated and we're concerned we could have heart damage, what can we do? You know, before the vaccines, <clears throat> the Big Ten uh, College Athletic Division had a myocarditis screening program, a very good one. It was published by Daniels and colleagues in JAMA and involved a multi-layered approach with cardiac biomarkers, EKG, and they even went to MRI in some cases. And you know they didn't find much with COVID respiratory infection. They dropped the program. And I've recently tweeted out that they should redeploy the program across uh, at least collegiate and pro athletics at this point in time. Uh, the other thing I want to point out, it's on my Substack today, Courageous Discourse. Uh, you know, I was actually sent specifically a paper from the University of Iowa that was disturbing. And it dealt with a 65-year-old woman who took two shots of Pfizer. And after the second shot, she had passed out and uh, re you know, recovered spontaneously. And she underwent an electrophysiologic workup. And they actually implanted a monitor under the skin, which was really uh, prescient. And then ill-advised, she actually five months later took a third shot of Pfizer and within 12 hours had a full-blown cardiac arrest. And the monitor captured everything. This is very important. The monitor, the, the type of ventricular tachycardia is called torsade de point. And uh, uh, the uh, important part of this is very hard to resuscitate. She was shocked 14 times, had prolonged CPR, ended up going to a rehab facility, probably did not neurologically recover. But the important points are there was no myocarditis. There's no scar. So in a young person, if this happened, the MRI would be normal and the autopsy would be normal. Uh, how it would be detected would be <clears throat> the baseline EKG showing a prolonged QT interval. So I have to tell you, there's many mechanisms by which this cardiac arrest phenomenon can happen in athletes. What we know in a paper by Scharf and colleagues from the uh, Kaiser Permanente Northwest Division, that the peak age of cardiac arrest is 18 to 24 and 90% are men. And Damar uh, uh, fits right into that demographic category. Would you ever think that you would hear that the peak age of cardiac arrest is ages 18 to 24? Ever? I mean, truly, like you as a cardiologist for decades, with decades of experience, would you ever think that you'd be saying those words? No, the <laughs> average age is typically in the 60s. And, you know, we had a hint of this in a paper uh, a published in a very prestigious journal by Dr. Levi Retsum from Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And he analyzed the paramedic reports in 2021 in Israel. And there was a skyrocketing in reports of cardiac arrest, 911. And in that study, uh, the average age of, of, of people they were calling for the paramedics for in Israel was 35 years old. So we had a sense even early in 2021 that people were taking the vaccines and suffering cardiac arrest or having other conditions, a variety of problems. And then a autopsy report weighed in by Schwab and colleagues from Heidelberg, Germany, a very uh, important paper. And they studied, they did autopsies 
on people found dead at home after taking the vaccine within 20 days, just found dead and appropriately did autopsies. 71% of the time they found clear cut abnormalities that were related to the vaccine. So heart damage, scarring, blood clots, um, intracranial hemorrhage, uh, blood abnormalities, et cetera. Uh, you know, there's always a few cases of suicide, drug overdose, or something unrelated to the vaccine. But the point is, uh, most likely, when someone takes the vaccine and dies within 20 days, it's due to the vaccine. Right. I think the most important part, too, is just to know that, like, this needs to be discussed. We shouldn't be shut down just for thinking that this is a possibility. Right. And I think with it being on the world stage and 22 million people watching, I mean, the public is owed an explanation for this. Right. You know, we can't just... <laughs> all watch this and and have no explanation the families owed it the players everyone right well that's an important uh, point because uh you know one would argue well this is a private health event we well, the family wants privacy the doctors you know have hipaa and other things the other side of the coin is that wait a minute the white house and uh the health and human services in the united states in 2021 had a program called the covid 19 community core program and, and then that was $13 billion that went to a, a whole variety of uh, private entities, including the NFL. So the NFL took our taxpayer money in order to promote vaccines among the players. And, and the NFL turned around and mandated the vaccines and made a very public mandate out of this. They made it very public if someone didn't take the vaccine. That's so this is not a private right. health event. This happened on the national stage. This is driven through U.S. government taxpayer dollars. And we're on day three and no one's come out and even said if he took the vaccine or not, let alone give America any details. And I can tell you the frustration now is starting to build uh, because this, uh, this young man's case now has been held up as a pivotal case. And, and the real issue on the table is you know, are they really going to try to sweep this one under the rug and hopefully, you know, at, hopefully have nobody ask questions about this? I mean, that's what they would hope, right? Because there's not been a cardiac death on the field in the NFL since the 1970s. And we certainly knew then what happened to him. They fully disclosed what happened within his body that caused that event. It's not happened since. Now, this has happened. He's only alive because of the first responders and the AED and the way that they performed for them. Thank God for them. But I think the, the concern, Dr. McCullough, I'm afraid we're going to keep seeing this happen. And so is there any kind of prophylactics? Is there anything that people can do if that damage has happened due to the vaccine that can perhaps aid them in prevention of having a cardiac event? Is there anything well, we know? Yeah, raising the issue of what happens when we find myocarditis clinically and I can tell you, if there's signs and symptoms of heart failure, I follow the usual myocarditis treatment guidelines, and we use drugs to uh, prevent development of heart failure, help, help the heart recovery. Uh, the Japanese have published several papers where the heart function is normal, but there's inflammation, and they're using a combination of colchicine and prednisone. Uh, and so what I'm learning there clinically, and I have dozens of these cases in my practice now, so this is now very common uh, is that we have to use the drugs for a long period of time. We're talking prednisone on a taper over three months, colchicine uh, continuously for a year. Uh, we know with myocarditis prior to COVID, it was a standard to not allow any participation in sports because the sports and the surge of adrenaline precipitates cardi cardiac arrest. And, uh, you know, I imagine 
a lot of players are going to be resistant to undergoing an evaluation because it, it could mean they're sidelined. Remember, well, myocarditis is not the only manifestation of vaccine injury. Uh, you, you know, uh, all pro J.J. Watt uh, has atrial fibrillation that appears to be provoked after the vaccine. This is well described. And so this manifestation of cardiac inflammation, you know, he's had to have his heart shock, blood thinners, all of these other things that can really uh, derail an NFL career for sure. Uh, there are blood clots, neurologic damage. Uh, we've heard many reports uh, of these injuries that take athletes off the field. So the safest way for an athlete to be healthy is to certainly avoid the vaccines and not take any more. That's it. And and you speaking of blood clots, real quickly, because we've heard that in the news with Al Roker, repeated blood clots, repeated blood clots. And we don't know, you know, I'm not saying we know that that's definitely connected to the vaccine, but we know that's a, that is a side effect of the vaccine. Is it possible that these players could throw a clot into their heart when they're playing and that caused cardiac arrest? It's possible. So a massive pulmonary embolism uh, now there, what happens when there's a massive pulmonary embolism, the initial rhythm is what's called electro electromechanical dissociation. So it's not a shockable rhythm. The AED wouldn't do anything if it's a, a pulmonary embolism and, and a fatal one is difficult to resuscitate. So I would rule that out. Although there have been fatal cases, there was a Russian soccer player who died of a fatal pulmonary embolism. Al Roker, weatherman, you know, he was very publicly vaccinated on TV boosted, and then he gets COVID anyway. <clears throat> and the combination of those multiple exposures, he has uh, not only DVT and pulmonary embolism, but recurrent pulmonary embolism on blood thinners, hospitalized twice. Uh, we've had countless public examples now of, of, of various forms of injuries. You know, vocal Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former coach Bruce Arians, uh, was uh, really pushing the vaccine, said it's the only way to go. Everyone's vaxxed and boosted. <clears throat> Uh, you know, probably after three or four shots, he was hospitalized in October with myocarditis. So this is not new. And I think that's what we wanted our listeners to hear. What we saw on the field, we will get more evidence. We will continue to push for more evidence of what happened because we believe it's important for the future of all athletes that were under the mandate. And we just thank you, Dr. McCullough, for always giving your insight. My gosh, you bring the receipts. The way you remember all these papers, I will never understand. How you do it. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you. You're the best. We appreciate you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. So, thank you so much. And, you know, just go to my Substack Courageous Discourse, okay. where I have <clears throat> the graphical abstracts of these papers. So if you want the evidence yes. of, of what's okay. happened, even these public figures <clears throat> have done analyses of Bruce Arians, L. Roker, Deion Sanders, all of these notable cases where you can analyze it. Um, and I can tell you, I have never had a single publicist or the person themselves come back and differ with my uh, my view. You know, I'm a board certified internist and cardiologist. I'm, I'm quite qualified uh, to read the literature, read these case summaries and make inferences. I'm deeply disturbed. I testified in the U.S. Senate December 7th, 2022. The concluding remarks are all the vaccines should be pulled off the market. They're not sufficiently safe for use. I'll let that be the last word. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Until proven otherwise. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. You heard it from him. Thanks, Doc. We appreciate thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye.